0: This is All Things Online, the b podcast. My name is Paul, and with me we've got Zoe Ashby, who's the Managing Director of BeWeb. The last episode, you, you kind of recovered from that okay by now, yes? I, I've
1: recovered, fully recovered, yes. Good,
0: good. <laughs> um, all right, so this programme is titled Worldwide Mistakes, and if I did a logo, I'd probably have a W one way up, a W one way up, but the same W upside down and Brilliant. change it. To, is that, does
1: yeah. that work? Yeah, yeah, See? that's great. I'm good, I'm good
0: yeah. <laughs> um, right, okay, so the first question then to you, what are the most common mistakes that people make over and over and over again with regards to their website. If there wasn't an open-ended question that was big enough, that's probably the one.
1: It is. So, um... So Jeez. so we'll start by assuming that the project has the right team on board. So you have right. you have the correct team. So you haven't made a mistake with recruiting somebody. Um, you've got the correct team on board. You've got the correct brief on board. Yeah. Um. So the main two mistakes that I see after that, it's mainly to do with content and also to do with when the website has ended. Um. So if we start with content, I'm going to use brochures to kind of paraphrase and show and de- illustrate the mm-hmm. differences. If you were going to a print designer to print a brochure, you would find somebody that you like the look and feel of, you'd give them a brief, you'd give them some images and your branding, and you most definitely would give them all the content for your brochure. And and
0: by that you mean the words? The wording, yeah, Yeah. the messaging, the Mm -hmm. wording.
1: I can't imagine any circumstances where you would try to hire a brochure designer but not give them your wording. I don't think that would ever happen. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you'd end up with a fairly fairly basic brochure, there's not a lot of content in there. And I think for 15 years we've been building websites and for 15 years I can honestly count probably on one hand the amount of times a client has come to us with the content for their new website. Now I understand that it's chicken and egg more so than a brochure because a brochure's got an A4 page and you can kind of see how it's going to look. A website can be much more dynamic than that. But I think it's really important that the content is integral to the start of the project and not something that's hoofed in a week before it goes live, after it's been built, after it's been designed. Because what happens then is the words become secondary. And as much as the website design and the layout and the graphic designs and the images are important, the words are crucial. They're the most important thing. Um, so I just think that one of the biggest mistakes that I see over and over again is content being a secondary project it's yes. not the major one in an ideal world it would be great to have the content before you start the project that's not always feasible but certainly before you start with the nitty-gritty of the design work
0: but can i ask as um, as websites develop Is there any risk that you can have a site that's overloaded with content?
1: Yes, you can. And again, that goes back to the briefing session. So when you actually start the project, you should start by already knowing the brief, what you're trying to achieve, and having, let's say, first draft of content ready. So you've got your first draft ready. And then you will be working with your agency who hopefully are quite commercially savvy and they would help you streamline that content or pad it out, in fact, if you haven't got enough. And obviously the content has got a, quite a few purposes. It's got to resonate with the person reading it, obviously your target market, your customer or potential customer. And crucially as well, normally for SEO, search engine optimization, it needs to fit in with that as well. So there are there is a chicken and egg situation and I understand the challenges around that, but I just think it's beneficial for everybody but the results are better when the content is at the forefront and the foremind, and not an afterthought.
0: And um, in terms of the, how you arrange your content, is there a is there a specific or proven method of doing that? Should you always open with a certain story? I mean, do you you know should should the, a website front page, for example, have the entire history of your company, or should you be a bit more structured about how you approach things? Good question, things?
1: and I think. I think we can be much more relaxed in this approach than we used to be because you just mentioned a homepage and we're all used to the idea. There's a homepage, an About Us page, Am I contact page. showing my age page. No, there. and that's fine. And that's how websites I, work. Because I, I
0: can remember the days, right, where you visit a website. So you go to www.mywebsite.com yep. and then you'd have a screen that comes up and it says, with the logo normally, Loading. if you're lucky, if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, and, yes. And then it would say, click to enter our yes. website. Splash it's like, screens. Is, is that what they're called? That's Splash what they're screens. called, yes. I, I'm sure they've only had... I've only seen them in my bathroom. But what, um,
1: but but what a silly idea, though. Can you imagine yeah. trying to hide your content behind a click now to enter because you feel that your logo Where did that is the come most important from? thing? And why? It's,
0: it's back is it like a front door concept or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just... back
1: to when, when websites were very, very similar to brochures, which is why I'm using them for illustration. Um, and these days you still have a homepage, and the homepage is really very important. But what you've got to remember is every single page on your website, every single one, could be the landing page that your potential customer is landing on fast. You've got uh, you've I got little you. control. Okay. Like it can be the homepage, and very often that might be the case. But if you're running a pay-per-click campaign or a TV advert or a Facebook advertising campaign, you probably wouldn't be sending them to your homepage because you would already know what keywords you're targeting, what phrases you're targeting, what demographic you're targeting, and you would probably send them to a landing page. And that landing page then is designed to capture that particular user journey and that demographic. So
0: just go back a few moments. You lost me a little bit there. Sorry. A, a landing page, so that's where does... I mean, that's what? No, what what's a landing
1: no. page? So a landing page would just be a page on your website that you've decided is going to be the specific landing page for that campaign. I've so got you. So slash campaign one, slash campaign two, whatever uh-huh. it might be. It may be a, an existing page on your website. It may be one that you've curated just for that particular particular piece of marketing. Or it could be sometimes a page that is on your website but doesn't really link to the rest of your navigation. It completely depends on the strategy that you're implementing. But the point being really that we are in a situation now where we can create content for that user and we know much more about them than we ever did before. So we don't need to worry too much about homepages.
0: All things online. Follow the BWeb team on Twitter at BWebAgency. Do you find that you've you've come across seen examples or experienced clients that basically um, they kind of want to be too clever? Does that happen? <laughs> it does
1: happen, and we 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 have inherited um, projects where there've been many many landing pages oversubscribed, and the nitty gritty has been thought about so much that the entire project has been on that strategy and not on the implementation. There has to be a balance, um, and that kind of leads me into my next bit actually, which was the second thing that I think is a fairly big mistake that most business owners will make with a website project is where they draw the line at the project ending. And that yeah. makes me quite sad because for 15 years we've been building websites and we build a website with all these ideas. And then during the design phase and the build phase, we kind of streamline those, those ideas and then we produce a website, which is then launched. And just like a printed brochure, you may spend ages and ages and ages thinking about how you want it to look and you send it off to print. You have 10,000 of these in your office. Then
0: send it to print again because you you notice a mistake.
1: That's it. (laughs) And that's the point. So when you've noticed a mistake, you would immediately send it to print. You wouldn't keep the old brochure there. Of course, you know, you do exhibitions. You might be trying to get rid of these things, you know, all the time. Yeah. Um, But if you had the ability to sit and watch somebody read your brochure and you could sit next to them and you could ask them, you know, which bits were they interested in? which bits were missing and you could have that insight you would probably think well I'm going to redo my brochure actually that's really good advice if you could ask a hundred people or a thousand people what they thought of your brochure you would probably use all that information to then go back and redefine your brochure you may think actually I need several brochures one for this type of person one for this type of person Um, and I think that's a problem with a lot of websites is that when the project has finished very often they're then left on the world wide web for three, four years and all that data is being gathered by Google Analytics and other softwares that you can use as well and the websites are never then tweaked. They're, they're just sat there and that makes me kind of sad because if you can see that a certain page, people are reading it and they're really interested, why would you not use that to leverage your business?
0: So would you say, like, uh, uh, therefore, a mistake is somebody not... Effectively surveying the effect. Effectively surveying the effectiveness. Th- that's good English for you. Um, the effectiveness of their website. They're Absolutely. kind of not analysing it in any way, shape yeah. or form. It's just done and dusted. That's it, as you said quite rightly. So a line's been drawn under it. That job's been done. It's published.
1: And everybody will interact with their website, and they're really, really overthinking it. Then it goes live. They kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. And then yeah. off they go into a different project. And
0: you're up against you're up against technical developments as well, aren't you? Because in this, in this day and age, a vast number of people are visiting websites using mobile devices only. Yes. Where the screen could be as big as a, an iPad Pro, lovely if you've got one of those, I, I would like yep. one for Christmas, yep. um, or as small as the, the iPhone 5. Five years ago... It was more desktop wasn't it? People yes, were, it was. And that's yeah. not long ago.
1: Yeah, and we, we have got clients that are maybe 80%, 90% is mobile. And it's really key to know that when you're building the website, but also like to keep an eye on it in between. So one of our clients, the website has been live for three years. We're revamping it. When we launched it, it was desktop mo- mostly because e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Now we know 90% of the traffic is mobile. But because they've been our client we've been looking after them, we've been able to tweak the website in those three years. It hasn't just been left alone what will have happened to that mobile traffic? Would they have made the most of the user experience for that particular person? Um, and that's what worries me, is that when you launch a website, you consider it the end of the project, but really it's only the start of gathering the information from your users and tweaking the website accordingly and obviously keeping you up to date with technology changes.
0: So any other common mistakes, be they complicated planning ones or simple and you know straightforward ones?
1: For example, in the last 12 to 18 months, the importance of an SSL certificate is a thing. I mean, it's it's so incredibly boring and dull. But somebody somewhere needed to register an SSL for your website and then change the domain name to be HTTPS. Okay. How it, does that
0: look to the user? What does that mean? For
1: most of our clients, it doesn't really mean very much. Yeah. Because it started off as something that was important for e-commerce websites and for uh-huh. sites taking p- personal and private information, and it put a little padlock
0: on the top left hand oh, corner. Oh yes, I get you. Yeah. When it yes, the padlock thing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it started off as yeah. being
1: a recommended and then it became quite important to have that if you had the personal information. Right. And then sadly last year, some of the browsers started panicking essentially. So if you didn't have an SSL, regardless if you didn't even have one single web form asking for one bit of information, it would then highlight in the browser and say, your website is not secure. Do you want to proceed? I've got you. Quite an alarming message. And it's such a small detail. But unnecessarily so. Unnecessarily so. But of course, if, if you are a business owner and you go to see your website and you see that, you're a bit unsure why that might happen, mm-hmm. and there's little tiny details like that GDPR and lots of different things that change. So mm-hmm. it's important to keep in touch with your your agency to make sure that all these things you're, you're remaining compliant. Um, other mistakes that we see quite often I suppose not on our websites of course are people forgetting to ask for the call to action so they've, they've written a lovely a lovely article or um, they've put some brilliant sales copy in but there's no way to capture their information or for that person to get in touch on that particular page they're expecting them to click on the contact us page or yes. something like that mm-hmm. and that you don't need to do that you can create that user journey all in one single page that so they can click on it another one that I do see quite a lot is people not understanding the hierarchy of their business so they may have lots of lots of services and lots of products um, but it's important on the website to Introduce the the important ones first and higher up on the page and then work down. So it's a hierarchy and that normally fits in line with your business plans and your strategy going forwards. And also really the last one I wanted to mention, which is really, really important, is installing Google Analytics. Not only do you need to install it, you need to make sure it's set up correctly. For example, if you install an SSL certificate, obviously your website address changes. So make sure it's using the correct URL, the correct domain name. But look at it, set up some reports and have it sent to you every single month. Once you have that, you can dip into it and have a look at it whenever you like.
0: And in a, in a nutshell, for those who aren't, you Nick, know, you've mentioned Google Analytics, which is what...
1: It's a free tool that Google Supply, if you mm-hmm. if you Googled Google Analytics, yes. you would be able to register for it. It's incredibly easy to install. It isn't something that should ch- ch- cost you any money or anyone should charge you for it. It's very, very simple. It gives you all sorts of information about the demographics, about the stats where your visitors are coming from, and that information then can help you to make better decisions going forwards.
0: Interesting to consider how a lot of the mistakes that you've mentioned actually link back to your business development plans you know when you mentioned about hierarchy that should reflect your business plan when you mentioned about content and how you you know, arrange that, that should reflect back to the fact that you know what your business does. Absolutely. But there are some really kind of small, quite basic mistakes that people make, aren't they? Which are actually quite funny. I mean, I, I one of my pet hates is when you see a van driving by, I don't know, a carpet retailer's van, for example, and it's got their website, their domain name written on it. Big, big, proud, massive letters. And then the email address is at... Hotmail.com or something, you know, so I've gone through all the effort of setting up a a mycompany.net or mycompany.co.uk, yet my email address is something randomly different.
1: And you've paid for the privilege of having the signage on your vehicle as well, so... Uh, yeah that's a pet hate of mine it's so unprofessional and it's such a tiny tiny thing to get right it's not very expensive to host emails normally if you've got a hosting of a website it comes free anyway um google provide that service for about 5 pound a month so um it is it's much better to get a professional services than use the hotmail free things not very good at all
0: and talking to sign writing another mistake um i often see as well which which really annoys me is when the first w on www. Dot it's a <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> Never a capital. So I mean, obviously, at the end of this podcast, we'll give you some contact details. What I'd like you to do is every time you see um, a, a van, a car, or a piece of branding out there with the first W capitalized, I want you to take a snapshot and send it to send it to Zoe. Thank
1: you. I'd love to see that. <laughs>
0: and then you can you can put out on social media how many you collect. What are we going to be talking about in our next podcast?
1: Oh, Paul, everybody's favorite subject, such. Engine optimization, SEO.
0: Thanks for listening to All Things Online. Contact the Bweb team with your questions and comments by email, info at bwebsites.co.uk, and follow Bweb on Twitter at bwebagency. All Things Online was produced by FreshAir Group. Visit freshairgroup.co.uk. Joint copyright Bweb Limited and FreshAir Studios Limited.